1: I've always wanted to be a part of something bigger than me that scared me a little bit that I was going to have to work hard to keep up with.
2: All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another beautiful episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and watching. And please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button wherever you get your show. So, today, before we get to our very special guest, let's kick it off with our usual Patreon question of the day, which is What is the coolest place you've ever been? And are you able to go back?
1: Well, that second part's the big part of the question. <laughs> I that's, feel like those are two different that's, questions. That's the, they, they all, those are two different questions.
2: <laughs> two different lives, too. Like, it
1: complicates things it when they I'm ask if we can, can go, go back.
2: back. Mm-hmm. So is that the most fun we've ever had or the coolest <laughs> place? Coolest place. Well, this is a PG podcast, so I wouldn't say PG. What is it? We're PG-13. Man, that,
1: that you can go back to is the, is the whammy on the deal. Mm-hmm.
3: Marcus and I were talking about the other day that we have really been to some cool places. Oh, man.
1: Oh, y'all sent me that. uh, Y'all were over there in South Dakota. You sent me a picture of that giant uh, Sasquatch, chainsaw Sasquatch artist.
3: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Y'all, and y'all were just in the van cruising. I mean, y'all had to go somewhere picked up a van went and saw the whole
2: area and- yeah. I was in Mississippi the other day for a for a dove hunt and had the best time ever Really Yeah so I mean that's top of my list right now you, I didn't think there was that much fun in Mississippi with them boys but they are Have you ever been over there hanging oh, out with them Oh yeah yeah They're a lot of fun It's you got to get ready you got to train for that See I was I didn't know that Yeah you know you can't just God. walk into that they've,
1: they've been God. training their whole life They do to take You could tell on when the, on the deer, deer camp like freaking, you walk in the deer camp we with those at. guys
2: Oh yeah They've been.
1: I mean, they've been workups their whole life for this.
2: And then I got to go to an old Miss game. I've heard that's pretty amazing. You never been? Uh-uh. They want to, if you want to know if God exists, go to the Grove during a home game. Yeah, so I got hold ready. up
0: now. You can't say that in front of an LSU guy. All I can't because
2: <laughs> I, I went there. All, all, all I, all I and know. I raised that LSU guy. So,
1: <laughs> is, these Tiger. That's really, a really good point. <laughs> I was at uh, the Naval Academy Prep School, and one of my really great friends. He's a uh, guy named Trey Ray. Amazing guy. um- State Department guy, uh, he would call me. He was on Condoleezza Rice's detail. And oh, I'd that. say, like, hey, I was like, is she as cool as she seems? He goes, Clint Saunders. But he would call me on Monday, on Monday mornings. And he's like, listen, she's about to ask me a bunch of football questions. I don't know the answer to. So I'd prep him for him and Condoleezza's conversation about Sunday night football. Great lady. But I went down there to see him. And, uh, man, my, my dad just passed away. And, I was at the Naval Academy Prep School getting ready to go play Navy, and I went down and saw my old miss, and we were at this bar. I don't know what bar it was, but the most beautiful girl I ever saw walked past me this way, and the most beautiful girl I ever saw walked past me this way. And I turned and looked, and there was a coach that was there, and he said, hey, if you want to come, we, we, we love that you want to play Navy, but if you want to come to Old Miss, we
2: can make that happen. I don't feel good when someone says something like it that. It does. Dad.
1: It does. And then, the, whole, like then the Holy Spirit a, was like, "You will not. Yeah, <laughs> you will Man. not, Clint." And, tra- and it was like right when they had the. Uh, that's that's right when they had the uh, uh, recruiting violations. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine that if I'd have left Annapolis gone? To was whole this back in this back in the 1900s. early nineties? Early yeah, nineties. Yeah, It was ninety. It was the. F- it was either fall of ninety two or the spring of ninety three. I can't remember which one.
3: That's hilarious.
1: I don't think we've answered the question.
3: No, I think my answer that I would love to go back and buy a house and retire there is Sardinia.
1: Ooh. Oh, man, yeah. that I think Amy would agree with you Sardinia
3: on Sardinia is one of the coolest places it's in that... northwest
1: Arkansas, right? <laughs> right outside of it. We're right you, right by Eureka Springs. <laughs> yeah, agree. by Eureka Springs. Yeah,
2: yeah, if you don't know what you're looking for, <laughs> you blow no, right fast. We, we
1: watch these Italy Oh. Documentaries all the time. So this yeah, we're, uh, is a if, little
3: island off of Italy, or it's part of Italy, but it's an Italian island, and it is, it was laid back, not materialistic. Yeah. There wasn't touristy places where we were. It was like the true cultural it's area.
0: The best. You're really? gonna have to learn Italian too to live there.
2: Yeah, they don't I even have got yelled at by an Italian. I loved it. Yeah, it had to sound. They did it in a great way. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like I I I don't understand. I got the what he was trying to say to me, but it was just kind of like a.
1: Yeah, I don't believe you're happy. Yeah, this sounds really cool.
3: Yeah, they don't speak English, but it. I mean, the food was so good. The.
2: Yeah, when my brother becomes president, man, I'm going to be the ambassador there. We don't have one yet. When he becomes
1: president, I'll I'll tell tell him this. You should go with. I want to be Secretary of War, not Defense. We got to change it back to War. All right. And I want a van.
3: And I
2: that's think you should we, have a <laughs> parking spot too. Well,
1: so when we're traveling domestically, I want a van. Yeah. And internationally, I want to get the USS Texas BB35 back up and going and we're going to steam and go meet with people.
2: That's a good idea. I like it. it. That's a good idea. That's a great way to meet and people. I want to parrot. <laughs> <laughs> of course, pair
3: it. Still have to it's go to, on yeah, your to shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. What gosh. about you?
2: You've been all the places that you've been so far. Yeah, well, you're on a bend
1: right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, well, The place that's most fresh on my mind, I got to say Tromsø, Norway. Go see the Northern Lights. I mean, the people that live over there can literally just look up every single night, at least in certain times of the year. And... Be, they told me stories of them cooking dinner and just looking outside their window and watching Does it watching just the defy
1: description? Does it just defy description? Like every picture you see, every video you see, you're like, "Nah, that's not it. That's, it, just, it just doesn't get close to it.
0: Every time you look at it, I heard it's different. So, yeah, I mean, I saw some pretty amazing lights, but I've heard that there's even better ones out there, which is baffling to me because I got to see that now.
1: That's how you feel every time you look at Mel and how every time, every time I look at Amy, that's how I feel. I got this recorded, so, so I'll, I'll pull
2: that stuff out. That's That'll right. be a card. Like tread on that yeah, exactly. right there, so. I feel like we should print a lot of those out and send them out to the boys, 100%, too. 100%, 100%, 100% hey, say this. You know what I mean? Like anniversary uh, go bags. 100 for team guys, and then you got Christmas go bags. Yeah. Like if you're in a pinch, yeah. man. Like if you if you don't if you forgot to order some shit, we yeah. got a place you can. do Here that. it goes,
1: 100. percent Like a little sky mall, yeah, like our own little sky yeah, for mall. Team we got like team guys sky mall. Exactly. That's like that. I, when I mentor these young married couples, uh, they're like, I was like, hey,
2: wait, you suck. <laughs> so <laughs> what?
1: I, yeah, you're so a mentor. We Well, They ask questions and I answer them. I don't <laughs> know if that qualifies, <laughs> as a but I've always called Amy my bride, right? And then I, I say, listen, always call her your bride. And always remember the day you got married. And they're like, why? I said, because I'm not good at math. So people go, hey, when did you ever get married? I'm June 21st, 1997. Like, you do the math. I'm not doing the math. It gets harder every year, like 24- 24 months. I remember no, the day. June 21st, 1997. One, I sound like a rock star. Yeah. Two, I don't have to do the math.
2: So do <laughs> yeah. you put the day in there?
1: No, I just say June twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. Do you
2: feel if you put the day in there that that would add something, like it's, a little more I, kick?
1: It would, but there's also potential for failure.
2: Like that. if you went, like, "Oh, that was a Monday, by the way." I bet it's a Saturday. And it was sunny. It
1: Saturday. I'm going to do that. Saturday, June twenty first, nineteen
2: ninety seven. Does it have yeah. to be on a Saturday? Well, like that's when it was. It was, it was on typically on Saturday. I should probably make. I think it, they did that for us. So I guys should would always remember that was, on a Saturday. Sure
1: it was a Saturday. I'm pretty confident it was a Saturday.
3: Yeah. When's your anniversary? June, Saturday. <laughs> June, yeah. June 21st, <laughs> no, 1997.
1: End, <laughs> it's it's a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. And then the other thing they go, why do you call her your bride? I said, I'd marry again today. That's why I call her my bride. And so all her friends, we were sitting around at dinner one time. My friends like, oh, that's so sweet. And I'm like, babe, why don't you call me your groom? And she's like, it sounds dumb. Mm. I was like, oh, all right,
2: well, there, there we go. I think that's short for give me but, some room. There we go like after that one. A while. <laughs> it was like it just sounds it's dumb. Always around. I was like, all right, there
1: we go. So yeah, the go bag, the anniversary, birthday, significant date go bag. That's another. Throw that in there with the rare B and B idea we just had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Hunter, man, is a small portfolio of asymmetrically successful companies. So that's kind of <laughs> what I want
2: to turn this thing into. Is one of those when when our kids get old enough, it's like a yeah. uh, captain's log. Oh, yeah. Stardate. Stardate. This is, you know, this, that, and the other. Your and dad that, said, what? Hey, we, we've given, I've given you an example of every great person I can find in every scenario, so if you get into one.
1: That's really cool.
2: You know what I mean? And what I wanted to, now that you're, that you thanks for, Happy Happy New Year, by the way. Hey,
1: man. Thank you. Happy New Year.
2: I want to talk about Buds, because, I mean, like, really talk about that, how yeah. much fun that was. Yeah. And then go back to the Naval Academy, because, I you know, I, I'm a recent graduate. From I
1: Academy. know. You're a distinguished graduate.
2: You don't have to salute me right now, right? Uh, <laughs> technically my lineal well my lineal I mean, not not, not inside, it, not, it would not just be, it'd
1: be awkward, and I don't know if he's framed that in or not well right? but uh I would say my my naval academy career was marked by athletic overachievement and academic underachievement. How did you find out about it?: How to find out about the Naval Academy?
2: Yeah were you destined to go there? Magnum or? Pi: That's a great way to say that
1: uh, listen i it's it's funny it's not funny. I got a chance true, to meet Tom. Oh, man. We, that's a whole nother. I mean. I got, so one of the questions I know you get asked, I get asked all the time. He's
2: the one who got me shooting for Beretta. Oh, that's really cool. He, it, it was beyond cool. That's what I got to do when I got out. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Go back. Well,
1: so, so one of the questions I get asked all the time is when do, you, when, do, when do you know you want to be a Navy SEAL, right? And for most of my life, I've never been able to answer the question. I just don't remember not wanting to be one. But I couldn't point to this genesis moment of, "Hey, this is when I want to be a Navy SEAL," right? Until COVID. So COVID and quarantine happened. You got
2: janky shit. This fell uh, off like. Don't that. worry about it. I'm
1: already <laughs> broken. It's nature. This is what we do. We just break stuff. Uh, I do anyway. That's my gift, right? And uh, so I, you know, I have my three daughters: uh, Maddie, Little Claire, Sutton, Rose. And Maddie goes, "Hey, Dad, you want to watch Magnum PI?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I want to watch Magnum PI." And she turns on the new one. I'm like, err. All stop, we're not watching the new one. So we go back to 1980s Magnum. People, yeah, I hadn't I'm, seen
2: the new one either. Don't. There's yeah, no, don't where, yeah. Listen,
1: they're doing their best, but there's just some things you don't try to remake, right? And It was actually a really amazing show. It was really progressive. It was one of the first shows that really talked about kind of veterans coming home from war and and, you know, T.C. saved Magnum. Dude, they way lived more Hawaii, than, I mean, and he drove
2: a damn Ferrari. And
1: and, and, T, and, and T.C. was the entrepreneur, you know. Yeah. So, so diversity, and it was a really cool movie. Show. So we start watching the new one, right? Oh, the old one. And then somewhere in the second season, there's an episode where they reveal that the character Thomas Magnum played football at the Naval Academy, and he was a Navy SEAL. And all of a sudden, I had this hyper-clear memory it wasn't repressed. It just, you know, you don't think about that. And also, and I remember watching Magnum P.I. with my dad Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Little Rock, Arkansas. And were, I just had this hyper lucid memory of this chubby little Clint looking up at my dad going, Hey, Dad, I'm going to play football at the Naval Academy and be a Navy SEAL. And my dad was <laughs> like, All right. And that's where the whole that's thing started. started. So I never didn't have a plan. Now, there were other things I was going to do, but my fallback plan was go to the Naval Academy and be a Navy SEAL. And I didn't even realize how deeply that is. That's had. a
2: seed. That's yeah, what that was 100 that was being planned. I
1: never didn't have a commander's intent. As, as, as crazy as that, how to sounds, get it done
2: is completely different story altogether. You don't don't worry about that whether it was even age.
1: realistic. And and so then what happened is you know I loved football way before football loved me. I mean I was the fifth string fullback in eighth grade, Brandenburg Middle School. There were three other fullbacks. So do the math on that one. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, listen, we we don't mind that you're the fifth string fullback. What upsets us is they printed it up in the program. Yeah. So Thursday night at Homer B. Johnson Stadium, it's one, two, three, blank, five. And my dad is like, son, if you don't have the athletic ability to score touchdowns, and you don't, I hate those who do. I'm like, well, who does that? He goes, linebackers. I was like, all right. So I watched some Dick Buckus stuff and I was like, I'm going to do that.
2: How great are that? Hey, those those highlights right there. Him and Lawrence Taylor, 100%, I'll throw those suckers on. Jack to get Lambert, fired up. Just you know, Sam Huff down.
1: And Randy White, the Manster, right? And so – and I tell people, like, my gift is not being gifted because I've always had to figure it out, right? So w- indirectly, my football career is blessed by not being good at football. And that's why I tell people, like, man, do do stuff that you're not – easy now, hard later, hard now, easy later. It's only two ways of it. And so I had to play football. Oh, yeah, go right?
2: out and look for your suffering, and your suffering will come looking for you, man. hundred percent.
1: hundred percent. You got to run at the hard stuff, right? And and so I kept playing football because that's what my friends were. I wanted to be part of something bigger than me. But what happened was I played Scout team. And so what happens in the Scout team is you get three to four reps for every one rep that the talented kids got. So all of a sudden I'm getting reps. I'm massing this knowledge. And on Scout team, you play all the different positions. What and
3: is Scout team?
1: It's you're the you're the uh, you're role playing. So you're pretending you're the team that the team's about to play, right? So you're 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 taking North Garland's playbook and you're pretending you're North Garland before South got Garland it. plays North Garland. So it's it. it's it's where the guys who aren't good enough to play play during the week. We play okay. during the week, the good guys play on the weekend, right? Got it. And and so a couple things happened. Like one, role players, yeah, hundred percent. Military, it's op four. Oh, you're it's, op four, right? You need. And in and, and it, Rudy, Rudy, is a starting player, right? Okay. So so great happened, movie by the way, fantastic movie. So what happened okay. is is I, I, I had you know probably five or six reps for every rep that one of my talented friends had, and I had these different positions on the field. So I never started a game until halfway through my junior season in high school, against the school that my daughters go to now, Pierce. And it's kind of a funny story. We were up by 20-something, and one guy got hurt. Another guy got kicked off the team. And my position coach will tell you to this day he wouldn't make eye contact with a head coach when he put me in because he thought he was going to get in trouble for putting Clint Bruce in. And it gets worse. My dad's in the stands filming and on camera. You hear everyone say, Richard, Clint's in, Clint's in. And on camera, my dad says, Clint's not in, Clint's never in. I come in, I film y'all's kids, y'all get me all excited. And all of a sudden you hear this sack made by Clint Bruce, and then the game just made sense to me. And I tell people all the time, it's like, being not good made me good. Because I'll remember that first play. I stepped on the field halfway, it was the second half against J.J. Pierce. And I remember looking at the guard as a linebacker, and I'm like, huh. When I play guard on scout team and I'm going to pull I sit back a little bit so I bet he's going to pull and it was this institutional knowledge this, these repetitions that I gained about the game by willing by willing to do something I wasn't good at long enough to then become good at it and then you know you became pretty good at football and then my senior year we were really good I had a lot of opportunities to go play different places but my dad got sick and I remember I remember going to the hospital and seeing my dad and and uh, I remember him saying something effective like, son, you got to make a 40-year decision and not a four-year decision about what you do next because this may not work out. And I was not ready to hear my dad say that, right? And I remember getting mad because I thought he was kind of – I just didn't want him to – you know, the power of positive thinking and all this other stuff. And I remember he grabbed my wrist. And I, when he grabbed my wrist, I, we just read Beowulf in high school. And there's a scene in Beowulf where Beowulf grabs Grendel, and all of a sudden the story switches to Grendel's perspective, and Grendel says he'd never been grabbed by a, a man like that before, the power and strength. And my dad had declined so much physically; he was a big, powerful guy when we went in the hospital. And when he passed away, I could carry him in one mm-hmm. arm, right? When he grabbed my wrist, I realized how powerful he still was. And he looked at me and said, "Son, leaders talk about what they don't want to talk about; they say what they don't want to say." They listen to what they don't want to listen to, and they plan for what they don't want to happen. And the willingness to do that is what makes them a leader. And right then, I, I'd always paid attention to the Army-Navy game, Magnum P.I., but then I was just like, okay, i got to go somewhere where I can take care of my brother and my sister and my mom oh, after this. <laughs> and, it, and it became this um, – you know, I told the guy who recruited me at the naval academy. I said, "I want to be a Navy SEAL." He's like, "Yeah, you just tell him. You just tell him you want to be a Navy SEAL." Yeah, like, yeah, he's tell a, him that. he's a liar. Yeah. That is not that is not how that <laughs> one goes at all. And uh, what year was this? This was ninety one right, when I started getting recruited. Ninety two, I graduated from high school. Ninety three, I went to the prep school, naval academy prep school up in Newport, Rhode Island. What's that like?
3: Well, wait. The 13th grade? Getting into, (laughs) I'm sorry, I got tears. Listen, I... Um, So getting into the Naval Academy is really hard. Well, it
1: is extremely hard now, and it probably was then, Uh but we had just beat Iraq in like 36 minutes during Desert Storm. I think there was a reduction in force. Uh, Sam Sam, uh, Johnson had just gotten elected, and I'm not sure he totally knew the significance of his Academy nominations. So he's just like, yeah, I was Clint Bruce, yeah. We're gonna visit. But
3: don't you have to like visit a congressman or something? Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and that was Congressman Johnson, and then and then. Uh, but it's so funny. So Congressman Johnson gave me my nomination, and before he passed away, he told me that it was the most risky political decision he ever made. <laughs> I was like, what? he goes, to right yeah, minute, there, No, we so got no. He said some, yeah, he said that, and then he goes, yeah, I didn't really know about those nominations when I nominated you that first year. Uh, so I said, I kind of sense that because you know, buried my father and went to this thing at Congressman Johnson's office. I'll never forget this, my mom, I went up there and, and it was like Dean Driscoll, my roommate at the Naval Academy and Lisa Sharoma and Jack Pritchard, these really, really accomplished Naval Academy graduates. And Dean and I ended up being roommates and he's who introduced me to Amy. And Congressman Johnson's going down the row. You know, you made all A's, you won the science fair. Uh, you never missed a day of school. And he gets to me, 15 kids, and he goes, Clint, just go up there and turn that football team around, son. I said, Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. And so, so I think there were some accommodations made. Uh, I mean, I tested pretty well in the SAT and ACT stuff. My grades weren't great, but I, you know, I think that's just where God wanted me to go, man, because I mean that explains as much of me getting in there as anything else. You yeah. know, and I think about this, if I had a I was six foot, 230 pounds, and pissed when I was 18 and strong. And I'd fight in a heartbeat, right? But it had to be for a good reason. Like, I don't, I could only fight if, fight if it was virtuous or noble. But it was my interpretation. I was like, well, he looks like he's about to do something bad. Let's just go. Ahead and get <laughs> a little bit of minority report in that one. Like, that's man,
2: what it was. Yeah. It, it was, was like, he was hey, about, dude, don't be mad at me. You man. can spot those. 100%. I feel like in the late 90s, 100%. that's what we were doing. Is like, you could. That was part of the deal. You go ones, out and you'd be looking for someone who was looking for it. That's right. And when you spotted one, then it was all gone. And it's the ones that don't make eye
1: contact with you that you start going, oh, the bad guys don't make eye contact with you. And you know, and then, and then you get in the mad ball and you start figuring it out. So, probably good that I went to the Naval Academy because all I know is I'm this six foot, 230 pound bench and three something, and all this other stuff. And in the fall of that year, I had a Marine Corps Force Recon. Gunny with his chest, his finger in my chest going, you want me to take you down? And I was like, I I think he can. I think he (laughs) wants to. I should probably listen to what he wants me to do. So right. This is your free time. My like plebe summer. This is, this is my naval academy prep school year.
2: So if you're going to play sports for the naval academy, what's the difference between that and when you just show up to the naval academy?
1: Uh, it's, it's kind of like a red shirt in a way. I mean, the, the, the naval it's academy the naval academy prep school is I rich. want
2: to. I'm trying to recruit now for the naval academy. Yeah. Well, here, I'm yeah. To recruit, yeah. You're, this, you this got gotta, you gotta you gotta to You got a vested interest Na- now. Here, damn
1: here's what right I tell I do, you. Man. Here I tell you that 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 ability to physically, emotionally. Uh, and intellectually mature between 18 and 19 is significant. That's why we have red shirts, and most. that's why most of these players are taking five, six years to graduate, right? So the prep school program at the service academies are the uh, parallel to that, the, the chance to kind of uh, get academically, intellectually, and physically where you need to be to compete at a high is level. Is maybe be
2: allowed to recruit?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. So they
2: they send scouts out to hundred percent. I mean, we have an yeah. unlimited budget. I figured we should have the best football team. You think? You would think? I mean, there, I'll there's got to be a way that we could be able to play with the other kids. Yeah. And then if you, your service to yeah. the Navy is if you played four yeah, freaking years. Hey,
1: listen, that's why we won national championships in World War II and World War One. But I'll tell you, Notre why, Dame. Why,
2: do we, why, why is that not right? Why, Notre why Dame likes
1: playing us more than Al Qaeda does. Uh, we you know,
2: I'm, I well, that's fun too. I think if we. I'll
1: tell you a funny story. There's this legendary. I think we need
2: to open up our way of thinking when it comes to football because the other academies are getting paid.
1: There's this legendary story. There's a legendary story of the first time Lou Holtz was coaching at uh, Minnesota, and they went to the Naval Academy to play. And Minnesota, I think, was a better team than the Academy at the time. And the story is, his players were really intimidated. And Lou Holtz goes, "Why are you so intimidated? We're a better football team than them." And they started pointing to the battles on the wall, and they said, "Well, look at who they've already beat." And that's true, you know. You're there, you're a graduation. You were there. You were at graduation. And I remember when I went up there for my recruiting. I've always wanted to be a part of something bigger than me. That scared me a little bit. That I was going to have to work hard to keep up with. And I just—that's how
2: I felt in the team. In Buzz every day. Every day in the teams. In the I teams felt I felt every day. Just like every that day. every day.
1: Every day. And, and I, by design. By design. If 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 I've, I'm the apex predator in this room, I'm the wrong room. Like, I, w- I want to be right. That would happen to me
2: too. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But I, when I would walk into a room full of team guys, if I didn't know them, mm-hmm. I'd back up. Right.
3: At the Naval Academy, the classes are hard. Very. It is, it's a very yes. difficult school to get through. Yes. So it's small how-
2: classes, though. Yeah, there's no hiding. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Yeah, there's no hiding. I guess that's the best way to say that. Yeah, like, hey, man, no- when your ass is in there, it
1: ain't no. I will tell you that my professors respected efforts. As much as they respect that outcome.
2: Okay. I there's a lot more that goes into showing your ass up and because that's the difference between the state schools. Like they actually make you get an education and there's somebody that's that's helping you along if you need that little extra yeah. guidance. There's yeah. people and your classmates care about you. Oh in my state cl- school, they
1: give a damn. That, Listen, that's not how it works. I will tell you, I've always made it a point to never be the smartest person in the room. And that's never been easier than at the naval Academy. <laughs> that's the easiest it's ever been. I was in my first class. And this kid, I don't want to say his name. He's still serving. He's incredible. Is he admiral now? Yeah, he's about. Yeah, he is, and he'll he'll run the whole show, right? But we were in calculus, and I was the only answer I'd gotten right was roll. Like (laughs) Bruce, like here. After that, it was awful. And the professor was drawing something on the board, and and the and and this guy goes, "It'd be easier if you just did this." Invented a new theorem, like right there. And the professor's like, "We'll name the theorem after you." Everything. And I looked over and I said, "Listen." no one's going to stick your head in a toilet for four years. And Ever. And you're going to get me out of this place. Yeah. So it was like our own little 21 Jump Street kind
2: of thing. I like, feel like those are gifts from God. guys like us are sitting around this, guys like that and, this, that I get picked on, hey, but they're real smart. I'm like, hey, look, you – you want a buddy? That's it. No one will ever mess with you ever uh, again. The
1: word is simpatico. Yeah, right? I, I, I remember I,
2: I Like felt, those tech geniuses yeah. if they don't have a navy cylinder hey, hip.
1: There's a reason you are on this side of all those oh. wires, right?
2: I'll look out for you. You yeah. just watch my back and don't, my, don't
1: do crazy shit. The comms guys who put my pack on, they're like, "Hey, sir, don't touch the radio." We got I'm, it. Like, I'm like, "I like Got it out. right. Yeah. And next thing I, I was like, "Hey man, it's not working." They're like, "You touch it?" I'm like, "No." They're like, "Well, it's off." I'm like, "Well, it's getting hot." Like I was like, <laughs> "So you did touch it?" They're like, "Well, I, yeah, I didn't reprogram it, but yeah, I touched it, right?" And so they're just like, "Don't touch it." And you give it to me, right? And but I I feel this one physics test so bad, and the professor like wrote the whole test in like for me. He's like Notre Dame's running back takes off at 36 miles per hour, 26 degree angle, and he called me in. And he goes, "Clint, are you trying to fail?" I said, like, "No, sir." And he goes, well, we've done these studies. If someone studies this much, they make this grade. If someone studies this much, they make this grade. This is random guessing, and this is you. He goes, yeah. are you trying to film? I'm like, no, nah, I'm just good at it. It's just, it's just a gift I have, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so it was, a, it was a hard place, but I was, I was trying. And and I, I think one of the neat things at service academies, and the Naval Academy in particular, is a lot of your instructors are, are military. They're professionals. <laughs>
0: Are you ready to make 2024 your year of financial wins? Meet Navy Federal Credit Union, the place where banking isn't just what they do, it's who they are. Embracing this new year with Navy Federal can mean more than $470 stacked in your pocket every single year. And with up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases using the cash rewards card, Navy Federal members are simply making their money work for them. And guess what? Redeeming these rewards has never been easier just using the user-friendly mobile app. At Navy Federal, it is all about our members steering the ship. So go dive into more details at NavyFederal.org and let's power your financial success this year. Membership is required. Navy Federal is insured by the NCUA. And for the essential scoop and everything you need to know, go head on over to NavyFederal.org and because at Navy Federal Credit Union, our members are the mission.
1: So one of the reasons I love about our pipeline and the SEAL teams is we all go through it together. And one of the things... Oh, that's that, what makes it what we are. And, and one of the things at the end of the day, if your instructor's... Let you make it through. They're eventually agreeing to, to do a platoon with you, and like my first, my second. You don't platoon. understand
2: that going through, man. Mm-mm. My, Even I, if they told you what that meant, you, you didn't get it. The only thing I could think of that would give incentive, and I, I maybe I watched this. Saw it on Top Gun. Do the Top Gun boys do this? They got their pins with their names already on it, but they're not allowed to touch them. I don't know. Imagine maybe. like a wall with the tridents on it, and then you got your your name is on your trident yeah. written on you. We, we didn't have that. No. As a matter of fact, you. You never even touched a freaking trident before you got one pinned on you.
1: It. It's it bad luck. I remember a kid showed up at Buds with one already tattooed. I've on. heard
2: that story. I never I'll, that wasn't in my I, class. He, he didn't make I've it
1: out that. of PTRR. He make, was he was done. Team. He was done before the class up. Right.
2: When you're in the academy and you're playing football, because mm-hmm. being a seal is a big deal for the academy guys. That's Gee not geez, an easy it's real big, but big deal. It's hard, right?
1: Real big deal. Yeah, and in the in the in the selection process, why is process it so hard? On, well, because there's so many guys, that that's what they do when they want to go there. And then, you know, there's only – like when I went through, there were 16 guys uh, selected. And McGreevy and I are the same classmates. Yeah, and I got picked. And, and Groove, I was always blown away by how magnanimous he was He's a smoothest when I yeah, got picked. Yeah. It, it, he made it a point to come to me. He's like, hey, I'll see you there. And yeah. I was like, Because I felt like, you know, I, I was one of these 16 guys picked, and I was looking at these other 15 guys, Walter, you know, and – and I was like, man, I don't Henry. I was like, I don't belong here. And then I look at someone like Groove. I was like, how did I make it? And, and my whole deal with Rhino, you know, my whole deal was like
2: those names right there. You can say those to any team guy. They're they know amazing. Exactly who you're talking about. They're amazing.
1: And I'm sitting there was like, okay, I, I can't, I can't fully answer why I got picked, but I'm not going to waste it. I'm going I'm to use this. I'm, I'm going uh, to. I've always had this kind of Forrest Gumpian kind of life. Like I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. I don't know why she said yes, but she did. So I'm going to use it till someone finds me out, until God calls me home. And so, and we were really fortunate. We, you know, I I tell people later, like, why'd you go to the Naval Academy? I'm like, one, I wanted to take care of my family. But two, I wanted to see how good I was. If you go to a team that won a national championship and they win another national championship, there's a part of you that wonders how much you that did. If you go to a team that didn't win a lot and all of a sudden they win a lot, you know that you made a part of that. Like, I went to the Naval Academy. Like, I played for four years. And the reason you play for four years is you're really good or the team you join is not really good. And you can look at Naval Academy record in the early '90s and figure out pretty quickly. I mean, we had amazing guys, incredible athletes. It just wasn't working, right? And then, you know,
2: is that a coaching thing?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it was a coaching thing. It was a system thing. I mean, if you it got a bunch academy, of badasses,
2: and you can't make them work.
1: 100. percent And you got to run a system that's right for the players you get, right? That's right. And so, my senior year, you know, Beef and I played together. You know, he's a year behind me. I mean. I played with amazing guys. We had a system. I mean, the coaches that came in and coached my senior year, Paul Johnson, former head coach of Georgia Tech, Gary Patterson, head coach of TCU, Phil Emery, former general manager of the uh, Chicago Bears, player personnel Atlanta
2: Falcons. I feel like we Charlie should be able to pay our, coach, our football coaches a badass salary, and then they don't have to pay taxes.
1: I tell I my service academy coaches all the time, Kenny Neamathalulu, he's over at UCLA now, I said, you got guys ready for war as much as you did football. Like, you have no idea how many lives you saved – on the battlefield because of what you taught us on the ball field right
2: yeah think about the mentality yeah i mean the ones at the server academies want to go to they'll go to war
1: you have real talent there but you have kids that want to play football so bad they're willing to serve for five years after that and and like for me you know i i I got interviewed by espn i think it's probably 10 12 years ago or something like that and they were asked about rivalry games and they said what do you think and i said listen i love rivalry games i think rivalry games are great i'll list these i said um I said, what do y'all think? And they list these off. I said, those are great games, but Army-Navy stands apart. And they go, what do you mean? I said, you show me another game where everybody playing is willing to die for everybody watching, and I'll tell you that we have company.
2: And, and that's it, the way it is. they just fight each other.
1: Yeah, like brothers do, right? And, 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 and so I was incredibly – my little brother played Oklahoma State, and he's jealous of the relationship I have with the guys I played with. And it's because we went through more together. And then, like, we didn't – at, at Navy football, but, like, it, it's not metaphor. Like, when you go to most football teams – like, I was doing the NFL thing, you know. Hey, play like the guys next to his life depends on it. That's a metaphor. Naval Academy, Tom Rhino's right here next to me. We're about to take a snap together. That That's going to be real. Tom Poulter, defensive end, fighter pilot. I mean, so all the intangibles that everybody else plays for Aren't intangible to us at the service academies and the naval academy when I played, and that's why it was so easy for me to leave the NFL. It was so easy for me to leave the NFL because what I loved most was there less. Not that it wasn't there, because you know I, I played at Baltimore with. with well, there's another reason I left the NFL is I played same position as Ray Lewis at Baltimore, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like. Mm. It, it might be easier. He's a different type of human. too. <laughs> I said it might be easier to make it through. He's another trouble. one I watch. Hey, let me tell you what—he's a special guy. And yeah. This is his second year, so this is—I so graduated in '97. Went to Baltimore in summer '97. It was Ray's second year, so no one knew how great he was going to be. But we all knew he was different, and a lot of people don't understand how wide he is. I mean, he is a wide human being, and the two, he's quick, and then three, he's a pro, and he was becoming a pro then. So it was his
2: personality. So was I mean, that his intensity, is freaking, his passion.
1: Oh, I mean, I'll tell you, I don't tell a lot of people this story, but I'm about to tell well, as many people as watch this story. But I remember when I was, oh, wait, the, wait, I was sorry, when I was with the Ravens, I decided I wanted to go. So I was going to go to Buds in February of 98. So I was gonna play that season. I'd made the team at the Ravens and I was gonna play and then I was gonna to go to Bud's right after one season. right? And then do seals and maybe come out and do what David Robinson did, whatever, right? So I remember in camp and a guy got hurt and Walter, you know, our, our, our friend I reached out to me and said, hey, you can, you can start earlier if you want to because an O, not Naval Academy no, an ROTC guy quit. So I called Amy, I said, hey, we got to go, and I remember I went up to Marvin Lewis who was the D coordinator at the time, Ozzie Newsom, and I said I got to go. Like, I, 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 listen, I love this. This is an amazing opportunity. I'm, I'm so privileged to be here. Um, but everything I learn here is going to be something I already know. It's going to be it's going to be, a, and I got to go where I don't know. Like that's 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 just where I, I got to go where it's harder because you're going to learn about yourself if you go where you don't know, right? And I remember I said it in the, and I don't know if Ray remembers this or not, but I was in a, I was in a linebacker meeting room and i told everybody i was gonna leave and go serve. and ray stood up and he grabbed me by both shoulders and he said go be great go be great and he got emotional i got emotional right mm-hmm. and so i think it was 10 maybe 12 years later i go back to the ravens to speak and then uh, like when i was there we were at towson it was like a converted rack-a-ball.
2: Club, right? i
1: mean it was it now they're this the house that ray and ed and everybody built. i was beautiful. just there the castle it's incredible yeah it's incredible it's, yeah, yeah, it's Mills, incredible, it's incredible. Right. So that's the house that whole
2: organization's awesome
1: they're unbelievable man so i, I went in there to, to see everybody and speak to the team and
2: and i turned right and i think they collect seals man because they, and that's fine with me yeah well, they got me a long time ago i oh, love that place it's, it's special <laughs> man and and i saw
1: ray and i go ray and he goes navy and i said yeah and he goes, I heard you were dead. I'm like, nope, I am you are too, man. And, and I put my hands on his shoulders. And I don't know if he remembers this, but I said, go be great. And, I, and it was just this really cool kind of first full circle moment. And that was, I think that was, it was either the year he won the Super Bowls last year or his last, the second of last year. But he one of these dudes like, well, I'll tell about Ray. And other guys had this in a league, but every, almost every guy had it in the teams. Like you get that look in your eyes where you just know what someone's willing to do. And I need that. Like, I need to be around guys who, I, you, I think you heard me say this, out this kind of chase, pace, and pull theory. Like, a lot of life is going to, think about what happens if you catch what you're chasing. What's life going to be like if you actually catch what you're chasing? And then you got to keep pace with people that are going to leave you behind if you don't put out, right?
2: Because that keeps you honest. And then you got to pull someone behind you. And you know how we do that is because everyone thinks the other person is trying to, is, is thinking that. yeah. It's like this. It's like this. Hyper, However, that was created. It's it's beautiful. Once it started, it won't stop because it's it's it's, it's self perpetuating. It's, 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 it's fission
1: or fusion, whichever one that is. I'm sure I learned that name the academy, in, but <laughs>
2: that's a good word though. Yeah, it is. I'm Have gonna you use used it in a while.
1: No, no, I'm not gonna use it out there. Though. The uh, I, I'll I will say it with conviction. Whether I'm right, I use I do this all the time. They're like they're like that's not what that word means. But he said it with such conviction. Nah, maybe we're wrong. Right should mean that. Maybe we're wrong he's right. But I was down with one of these other, with with these football teams, and, like, how do you make sure you're a great teammate? I said, well, if, if your policy is to be the first to the hurt, be first to the hurt and stay at the hurt the longest. And I run around with communities and we get in arguments about who the most responsible is. I mean, I had a chief that's like, hey, it's my fault. I'm like, you were on leave. Like, how's that your fault? You weren't like, I should have known better. And like, like, yeah, right, right, but yeah. like, you're in these arguments on who's most responsible or who gets to hurt the first and who gets to hurt the most. Like, when you're in a circle that does that, then you're going to have a life like this, like like we all get to have, right? And so that's why leaving the league was was easy because
2: it's like that in there. Is the league, what's the, the when the, you go when you get into the league I, as a, as a new guy? What's yeah. that feel like
1: it. W- it, w- it wasn't as intimidating as a, as a new guy at, at a at a team. At a team, right? That's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, you're just like every Everybody one of these guys. And, play, they and they can. And, and they're taught how I mean, to. And, and you've heard about Yeah, you're it. like, that guy. I mean, I, no I, one likes new guys. No, no. You don't even like yourself. No. Nope. Like, I, I don't like me. Like, I, and, and, and so for me, it was a – I felt much more – when I say uh, I felt much more uncomfortable in the SEAL teams that I did in the NFL, and that's where I needed to be. I needed to be uncomfortable in my early 20s. Man, if, oh, if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. if you reject comfort in your teens in your twenties, you're gonna find a virtuous noble version of it as you get older, right? And and so I just for, for me, you know, so you know, 217, that you went in, yeah, I went through a but Rhino and I went through day one week one all the way together. I remember we there's a big we got in a big old fight back in the cages, and Rhino was involved and and. Uh, I don't know why I'm being guarded about it. It's not like there's a statute of limitations.
2: Yeah, we're all out and retired. But one of the, right? one, Rhino's out, one, too.
1: One of the guys called me. That, the one of the guys like, sir, why does Mr. Rhino hate us? I'm like, he hates everybody. Yeah, that's the way he I'm was. Like, this is the way he is. He left his brother at the Naval Academy. That's a funny story about him. We got done with practice. Uh, we always practice on Thanksgiving because Army-Navy game is next weekend. And so his brother goes, hey, can you wait five minutes so I can take a shower after practice? And he, and he goes, no. And he left him. <laughs> His little brother had to find a ride home for someone that lived near them because because he wouldn't wait for his little brother. Is that not the most rhino? Is that the most? Well, does that I, surprise I you at have, all? My
2: last deployment in Iraq with him in Ramadi, oh freaking oh. hell on earth. We're standing out in the field, our Pathfinder, all the EOD have been blown to shit, and I walk up and I'm like, hey boss, I think um, I think they might know we're here. And he goes, quit being a pussy, Marcus. Of course they know we're here. I mean, he didn't get <laughs> the only person I've ever <laughs> come across that. that he liked was my brother. Yeah, he he gets along with my brother, and he he's my boss. You know, he was terrifying. Rhino is a perfect name for him because that's exactly he, what he is. He man. has
1: to this day mind, the,
2: body, and spirit. That he, man, is he has that the is.
1: greatest hit I've ever seen in Navy football. It was fourth and six. Well, he had the greatest
2: hit I, in the SEAL teams too. I'd freaking, gone, I'd gone to the
1: sidelines because I was. Uh, they pulled me out, put Tom in fourth and six. Air Force made a sweep. Tom hit him. It's the best hit I've ever seen in Navy football. That freaking guy, man, and he goes like this. Uh, yeah. And he ran to the sidelines. When we, you see
2: him, he looks like he. Would all do. he
1: did was go, uh, and then he ran to the sidelines. And we tried to congratulate him, and he told us to leave him alone. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh! He
1: just, leave me alone.
2: Like,
1: oh, right. You like that? I mean, looks just like you think he would too. And that's who I need to be. Freaking around, great right? dude. And and so, awesome Budge, guy, man. Yeah. And then did did buds and checked in a five, then went back out to the Saints for.
3: Wait, let's. At buds for a minute. Yeah. So you're at buds. At okay. 2-17. No. Yeah. I don't talk about this. you.
1: Show two seventeen. Was that a winter class or summer? It was a winter class, and I pure listen, winter, or were you a half? And oh half? No, it was, it was pure winter, right? The winter hell week, whole, right, whole deal it. into oh, yeah. right? And all I know is I left training camp, drove, grabbed Amy, we drove to the, the longest I'd ever run in my entire life was maybe three miles.
2: Did you do mini buds or anything like that? Yeah, I did mini buds. Oh, okay. I did mini
1: buds? Yeah, jump through the ice and everything. Right. Just, I mean, they 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 were putting it all. So you kind of had an idea. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, to the extent you can, right? Absolutely. All of those, all of those Absolutely. Are, no matter uh, what you watch and what you see is nothing.
1: Uh, my first conditioning buds, they were. They, remember, because we had the turbo diesels. Remember, we had the uh, and, and the the corpsman was in the back, and he's like, "Sir, we are committing a safety violation because we are so far back from the rest of your class." that we we're jeopardizing the safety of the rest of your class. Like, that's how slow you are. Right, and Which I for just, an
2: officer is a big deal.
1: Yeah, like, listen. Especially an academy officer. Man, let me tell you what, in, in, like I, any big guy that's listening to this, here's the secret to big man running. The secret to big man running is this, lean forward until you're about to fall over, then don't.
2: It's just
1: for however far you got to go. It's <laughs> dude, just it's to, just dude, control the, fall, the, that's man.
2: That's why I don't run either. They kicked my ass.
1: Oh, dude. And it, it, kicked my ass. I mean, the first time we did the O course. First time we did the O course, they did it al- alphabetically, right? And Angle goes first. And his first run. You're the biggest guy in your class? Oh, oh 100%.
2: What were you weighing? 250. And you're obviously boat one, five. right? Oh, oh yeah. I see boat oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check.
1: All right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I graduated from Buds at 240-something. I was just a big guy, right? All I know is Angle, he did the O course. And he was like a minute off the all-time record. And in, in, I, I, the instructor's trying to look at me as all like instructors, I feel compelled to prepare y'all for the difference that you're about to see. This is why you learn traction. between A and B right here. So like, but but for me, I mean, I we had a we had a good class, man. We um. What was your first time to run the L course? Oh, it, I think it was like 11 minutes or
2: something like that. I heard Jason Ventura said he did like 47 minutes. I, first I couldn't time figure I out there. the spider wall.
1: My, like, I would hurt my ankle in camp, so I couldn't I couldn't pigeon my ankles in so you can get close to the wall. So I fell off the wall so many times, I started aiming for one of the instructors. I was like, well, if he gets close enough, when I'm about to fall, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to hit his ass. Right? <laughs> Which does not endear you. Have been not a dude. To, to do that, and I almost got in a fight the night, the day before I checked in at Danny's Palm Bar. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to go. You went to Danny's? Yeah, I didn't know. In buds with my wife. Good for you. man. And a guy was looking at my wife, and I was like, "Coat of the Hills can't happen." Oh my god! So I, I was about to fight him. We're about to fight right there. And then this, all I know is big guy. I won't say his name, but you know. Him. And uh, we're about to fight because he's staring at my wife. It's Coat of the Hills. Is what you got to do. And all I know is there's this lean guy with a big old bushy mustache sitting at the bar and he put his hand on the big guy and the big guy turned to looked at him turned to look at me and sat down and i was like all right i don't know i'm not a smart guy but if that guy told that guy to sit down and he did i'm gonna go sit down too <laughs> and then the instructor almost fight ended up being my first phase instructor
3: oh my gosh <laughs> and it
1: was it is and we we're going through hell week and i remember uh, rhino another rhino story they're like you know what's your favorite instructor what's your least favorite instructor and and i don't know if clifford was there when y'all were there but he was just great instructor instructor clifford yeah first yeah and then i was gonna uh, ask you man gillespie Gillespie was uh the big guy right and i go my least favorite is this guy because i did everything on the football field that he wanted to do and rhino goes would you just shut up just (laughs) shut up since you've been you've been saying this stupid stuff since 1992 just shut up (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry, man. It just happens. <laughs> this another rhino story. Just shut up, Clint. <laughs> I was like, man, if I could, my life would be a lot easier on a lot of fronts.
3: That's so, so
1: yeah, So, but
2: Who was your hardest instructor in first phase?
1: Well, Shole and Gekka. Gecko was, was still, he, he'll he call me and I still get nervous. Okay. I'm a 50-year-old man. Bro. He's like, hey, I'm I in Dallas. A, you want to have lunch? I'm like, I don't know. I
2: was on the golf course by myself. <laughs> yeah. Chipping up onto the green and I hear fucking Luttrell. And I mean, the same shiver yes. hit my grinder yes. reminder. Yes. I thought about pissing myself a little bit too, man. And I, it, I turn around. All he's on the T box by himself. Yeah, like, yeah. You're going to fucking hurry up with this or what? And I did. I was like, "Oh well, really uh, got I was hey, play, know, through, play through, play through. Yes, to this day. Him, where are you him doing? How, what are you doing? the most terrifying man in the SEAL team is probably Calvin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He Sadistic. looks like he would Sadistic. be.
1: And I mean, smart. Like Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter instructor. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's Great like, dude. Hannibal. My first deployment, I was with him. I walk in, he just freaking tagged somebody. Yeah. And was telling me about it. And I was like, Andy's a killer too. Yeah. You. you know I was like? I re- like a real one. Amaz- I mean, when, he, when I think team guy, he's the first person that pops in my head. Uh, yeah, I mean, the shit was, he would do to us the second phase, man.
1: And then I, we had a, uh, uh, we, yeah, we had, we had some.
2: <laughs> I say his name to every guy, and they're like, oh yeah, him. oh yeah, yeah. And I'm speaking good about him. I would never say anything bad about you and start ever. No, <laughs> still <laughs> yeah, to this not, very not, day, not, not recorded at all. But respect. yeah,
1: still. But that was, you know, that that for me was everything I loved. I love, I love doing something where every day you don't know how it's going to end, and if you don't pick the right people in the right way, you're not going to make it. Like those, those, that's the. That's the environment where that it, it imposes the most honesty on you, and you're a better version of yourself. So I said this earlier, chase, pace, and pull. Like you got to be around people that you're trying to make better than you because if you don't, you're going to be doing this thing for longer than you want to or longer than you're good at it, and the thing deserves more than that. And I've always had this. I always feel like all great leaders want to get forgotten. They want to create something that eclipses them. And, and I think God's really gentle because if you do it that way, a lot of times you just become unforgettable. Like John Wooden was trying to get forgotten for like the last fifty years of his life, but every year Kareem Abdul-Jabbar come up and I go, "Hey, Coach, we got to go," and I know y'all know Roger Staubach. I've known Roger Staubach for oh, years. Man, he, dude. I tell and, it, and Academy guy. Yeah, and he, and he's just. I, I tell people like, don't meet your heroes unless that name is not
2: only synonymous with the Cowboys but for football, but, but but and he's just that
1: kind of human being. And I've watched Roger try to get forgotten for the last forty years, and that ain't gonna happen. And, and And so I think one of the things I love about our community is the, the, the mission's b- bigger than any of us, and the next are more important than any of us. and we do it that way we're going to produce a generation um, that does for us what we did for the ones before us or try to do for the ones before us and but that self-perpetuating meritocracy is an important deal, and that's the environment I've always. It's not that I felt the most comfortable in it. It's just where I know I've needed the most because frankly it's an uncomfortable it's an uncomfortable community because but that's 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 what we should do with our time.
2: You have to be in it to sustain it. Yeah.
3: Did you end up graduating the same buzz class you started?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 217. Yeah. It was yeah, well,
2: good for you, man. It was real
1: fortunate. I was real. <laughs> Way to go. Well, let me tell you what. I'll tell you another funny That's fun story. kind of a weak ass story. <laughs> Those people threw truly hard. Let me tell you what I'm saying. Old, old uh, Tread and Water was a bit of a challenge for Clint I was going to ask you what crop. got
2: you. First phase, what got you? <clears throat> well, the running. And I mean, the big, right I was the getting. The they
1: told me day one. They're like, hey, Bro,
2: I was third phase Goon Squad. A, B, C. I started, this started me in Charlie.
1: <laughs> That's, all I know is first phase. Instructor Ryback goes, Mr. Bruce, you're the goon. Casey freaking Ryback? Casey Ryback. Casey. Shit we shit, actually
2: yeah. have a seal named Casey Ryback, and he's a badass.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was who he is. my yeah, ass he's, too. He was PTR. That's right. And that's he, right. He's, like, he's like, you're the goon. So it doesn't matter where you finish. Where you are. Everybody gets <laughs> goon. That's what they
2: said to me too. He said the exact same thing to me. And matter of fact, conditioning runs that I'd be like, hey, do not. Be behind this dude right here. Exactly. Okay, so you're the officer of the goon squad. I'm I'll,
1: the LPO. Oh, yeah. And then my deal is if I was feeling froggy every once in a while. I'd, it'd get I'd, good to you? I'd, I'd, no, I'd sprint and just goon the whole class. That's what I'm talking about. To get good to you. Cause the, yeah, because the goon, because guys like us are good at goon stuff. Hey, pick up that log and, and beat carry your it. ass. i like, yeah, like, I've That's been watching like Commando my entire life.
2: I've been Damn. waiting for this, right? So we're good at the goon stuff. It's I told her about that stuff. moment the other day. I wanted to repeat it. It's a Commando moment with the log and the chainsaw? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think we should do our condition runs and buds like that. Uh, we should. Oh we my
1: should. Gosh. So, <laughs> t- yeah, so so m- m- uh, we're very fortunate, had great classmates, made it all the way through. Are you going to the water? Yeah. yeah. That was
2: your skill set?
1: Well, one, I just I, float. Well, no, I've, I've always been. Yes, actually, I sink a lot. That's what really? he, okay. would help me a lot. Is oh, I, okay, check. Man, like I just drown proof, like, proofing they throw and you stuff. In the water, I just, just gone. go right down on the bottom, All right, so right. I didn't have to exhale or anything during drown proofing. I just go down and just chill and bounce back up <laughs> and stuff. And i well, would always well, been good how'd you in do water. doing
2: drown proofing.
1: I was just always been comfortable in the water, so for me it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Because Some
2: of those guys who. Actually, the guys who sink are pretty good We're good at drown proofing. That's great, yeah. It's okay. the, it's the, the ones in the middle.
1: It's the survival swim. That's the, where it gets harder, right? That kick your ass? Yeah, it was tough. And then all I know is we tread water in pool comp. And I told the story the other day, and I saw him the other day. So Tom Chaby was yeah. second phase o. And I passed everything first time, everything time during dive phase pool comp. Do they push except that pretty for hard? For water. Because
2: of being an officer, Naval Academy officer, like hey, you guys got, you got to. I,
1: I think we push it on ourselves, and there's an expectation of it from yeah. the community, for sure, and certainly from the Naval Academy. That yeah, that's Roger right. That. And are I, they
3: watching like do they follow the naval academy or they A lot of the grads over? that are
1: already in the teams will circle and see who's hey, a Oh, they
2: do do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay check. I didn't know y'all did that. Yeah,
1: I mean we you, did that. You, I didn't you, know we did that. You try I to say pull, that now. Right? You, you, we do that. We, we try that, to police right. our own and make sure you know the preserve the brand, For the confusion
3: right? of Marcus saying that he's a part of this He's now. a graduate. He got 2023.
1: 2023. 2023
3: in the books Honor- baby. Honorary Naval Academy graduate. Classmate. And That's he's, important too. he's very excited about I it. I love
1: it. I'm so proud of him for that. And he, and even uh, he's an honorary graduate, and he has a higher GPA than I
2: did. <laughs> hey, check this out. You know, so I'm the LPO, and then I was in there with um, Slab. Oh, yeah. Yes. So you got a Medal of Honor Master Chief, and then you, now they have their LPO. Slab just stares into your soul. He does. He can so touch he, it. He, was,
1: he was up at the office the other day, and I felt like that scene in Goonies where Chunk just starts confessing stuff. And then one time at the theater. Everybody yeah, when he walks in? And, th- and, a, uh, and I just started confessing the stuff because Slab is just staring at me. It's like, there's one time I took a dollar out of the offering plate, and I just by, I put four quarters in. I was just trying to make change. and, and uh, God, that's true. But You'll love this story. So treading water with the 2080s was hard for me because I couldn't agree oh, to save my that life. That kicked right? my ass. And all I know is <laughs> I, I'm going for the last time, third time, And everyone's kind of giggling a little bit. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I look up and Chaby is on the high dive and he's hung a sandwich on a fishing pole off the high dive right above my head. He's like, Mr. Bruce, maybe Mm -hmm. this will keep you up. And I inhaled a third of that pool, shot right to the bottom. The instructors came down and got me and finally passed that last one. That's the thing. Like, if you can separate yourself from the pain, buds is the funniest thing you've ever seen. It is so. Pure I think comedy. all
2: the guys who were budge instructors are their yeah. own class of frogman. Yeah, I, I think that that's like going back to a university. Yeah, that it may seem like it sucks in the beginning, but when you get out of it, or guys when they're in it, they appreciate it. Yeah, like if you're that single dude, just visiting them, I laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it would probably be if I, especially if I was going to school.
1: Oh, and we we produce some of the greatest smartasses on the smartasses.
2: I mean, if you if you need some material, you go there.
1: Well Especially as an officer who's not very smart, like I, I fully realize how how smartass my guys were. Like when I'm driving home, I'm like, wait a minute, he was making fun of me. Like, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a compliment at all. Like what was like like a, a fully a year later, I'm like, Dad, come at Ren. <laughs> You know, like, you know like, <laughs> I just put it together that he was making the, same money way it was the whole time. When you
2: sit next to him, I remember after Afghanistan, when I wound up in Ramadi, yeah. he, he was also out there. And they sent me to him. He's like my psychiatrist. I just sit there on the couch and be like, so this is what happened. You know, I like ice cream and I just, you know, and blah, blah. And it just kept going on. And I mean, best dude. Amazing. And then you got some guy completely opposite of that. Well, they'll bring the other side of you. I mean, it's just. I, that, and that's,
1: yeah. I mean, it's in, in. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was great memories especially as you get further away from it and then uh, love my time in the teams man I, I didn't do as much as most but I've been around legendary guys that like you and your bro and all these other guys like you know if you, if you count yourself would
2: all if those you names, count yourself
1: wealthy by the company you keep I'm one of the wealthiest. all those around.
2: names that you mentioned yeah all those guys I remember sitting in the room I, I also got a chance to be in a room with them yeah and, and thinking um, like I was supposed to maybe fetching coffee or something. When, when you're always thinking that in room for yeah. it, it never dawned on me that I was good enough to be in there. And I was because I was yeah, in there. Because if you're not, they won't let you in. But that's what keeps you honest. What
1: keeps you honest is knowing you got to earn it that day.
2: But it does that that feeling's still there. And that's kind of what, that's a cool thing. I did, but I also I never think that's
1: why it. y'all keep doing this is because we got to earn it every day. And, and one of the things I tell people all the time is like, when you lose people you love sooner than you should, the worst thing you can ever do is waste the time you have that they don't. And so I think all of us have a tremendous intensity to steward our time as well as we know how to with the time that we have now. And that, that's why y'all do what y'all do now. That's why well, I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And, and, you know, one of the questions, I know you get asked this all the time, Morg does, and I'll say, hey, what's your favorite gun? And I always slow down. And I'll go, hey, are you asking me what my favorite gun is or what my favorite weapon is? And the younger guys will kind of sit back and be like, well, it's the same thing. I'm like, no. A gun is a tool. A weapon is what I use to win. Yeah, my My favorite weapon is a map. Because if I have a map, I have everything. I know what the bad guy would be. I know what to come in, what, what to bring, what to leave, how to get home. And if we have a map, the worst we'll ever be is wrong, but we won't be lost. Mm-hmm. And wrong and lost are different. They are different animals. I've been both. I've been wrong and I've been lost. I'm an officer, land nav. Yeah, we, just, yeah. we, just, we get lost. That's what happens, right? It's all right. It, but for me, like if you're if you're lost, any move could be wrong. It's terrifying. But if you're wrong, it's just a matter of realizing it. Remember where you said you want to go, availing yourself to the wisdom of those who are where you say you want to go, who have been there, and the camaraderie of those who want to get there as badly as you do, and then you just got to do the the work. And and kind of for me, I kind of you know getting out was hard, and 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 finally I had this moment. I was like, man. Um, when i look at the world through the lens of maps it makes more sense to me like i kind of define my life as having been lived on four maps literally the ball field the battlefield the boardroom and the breakfast table and so the ball field describes my season life as an athlete but now it's hey how do i take care of myself mentally and physically it's it's the map i use to guide and govern this mission to take care of myself mentally and physically so i can perform at a high level right the battlefield describes our seasonal life as members of the military and the seal community but now it's how do i protect those who've been entrusting me morally mentally spiritually and physically the boardroom is how do I provide for those who have been entrusted to me? And the breakfast table is how do I build a family that loves me and that matters to others? And for me, all of life is about taking what I learned on the ball field and the battlefield and, and building a boardroom that allows me to be at the breakfast table who I said I'd be when I told Amy I do. right. And, and that's how I don't feel lost these days is, hey, w- w- my job is to put X's on the map worth going to, Make sure I'm going to these high hard X's that scare me a little bit with the right people. Get as many people to high hard X's as, as, as are willing to do the work and use my time, right? And and to do it in such a way that I've, 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 I've stewarded the wisdom that's been made available to me to those coming behind me. So not that they can get to the X I went to, they can pick a higher and harder one because I already broke trail. Right? That's that's our nature is to break trail. Not so you can get to where I was, but you can get beyond where I was, right? And,
2: well, they teach us not even to walk on the path. Right. Period.
1: That's right. We, that's it. And we get nervous when we're on the path, or we're cheating. You know, we're... we're there or, are some
2: things that down here that are designed a little bit differently. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we obviously fall into that classification.
1: Yeah.
3: So when you see, like, we just visited... Y'all's other friend, I'm not going to say his last name because he's still in. Um, the other Clint. Oh, yeah, the real uh, one. The, <laughs> be, the, the one, if you were
1: casting. Hey, we we, hey, we were Dive Buddies. If, dude, if you are casting Beowulf, <laughs>
3: that's
1: him. You just pick him.
3: So we just visited the other Clint. He looks like a, At the Buds compound. It's like Beowulf. Dude, it's a... And he was telling us, he's in charge yeah. of Buds now. Yeah. And he was telling us that uh, recruitment is at, or enlistment, I guess, is at an all time low. Mm. So, what it looks would...
2: like, Bullseye, yeah, <laughs> off of 13th Warrior. That's it, thank you 100%. That's him, okay. he just needs an Irish
1: wolf. So, in.
3: <laughs> what do you say to the young men that are, you know, have thought about going into buds, but then they chicken out, or whatever it is, or they say, Oh, because of this administration, or whatever the, the reasoning yeah. being? Um. What do you say to encourage them to go, to, to try? I, 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 listen, you
1: will mourn the hard years that you missed as you get older. As you get older, you will mourn the hard years that you Oh, missed. you can't
2: do them. You can't mm-hmm. do them. You, know, That's
1: you, just, exa- you, you will mourn the hardest things you missed doing. And, and, you know, I tell these young men around me, I was like, adventure to your 20s, find during your 30s. Grow during your forties, give during your fifties, then do it all again in faster loops once you hit sixty. But your adventures are for doing the hard stuff, right? And and, and you know, I I was telling my daughters the other day, I was like, you learn about kind of the world and academics uh, in your youth and in your teens, and then you learn about you in your twenties. Mm-hmm. And so where are you going what's gonna teach you the most about you in your twenties? easy things or hard things hard things are always going to teach you more about yourself because you can't lie that's that's what i love about football and all these other things these games tell us the truth hard things tell you the truth and the more talented you are the more will the more the world will tell you anything you want to hear so you got to be even more intentional about surrounding yourself with truth tellers right because the the world seeks ease and comfort and hey do this and you know it but so you got to be around you got to deliberately be around people that'll tell you the truth especially when you don't want to hear it and and i said this earlier easy now hard later hard now easy later Mm -hmm. right there's a lot of questions that you and you and me don't have about ourselves because we asked them in our 20s and we answered them and 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 we learned from others who are asking themselves the same questions a couple years ahead of us and answering it's like okay how do we but i mean let me tell you what you're going to mourn the hard years that you missed when you're young if you don't choose the hard things now
2: yeah yeah when you get on road test it it's like oh find out what you're not or what you are or if whatever that person says yeah. is right or wrong
1: well finding out what you're not is that's what i love like find out part. what you're not it was like hey i'm not this you know i i talk about this thing called the the achieving average and and one of the things i say is like i'm not a i'm not a gifted person like if you if you're to aggregate all my gifts and abilities you'd find me be a high c or low b and just about everything except for looks, I'm a good-looking guy. Like, it is, it is what it is. I mean, I, I was walking out of the house this morning, and I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror, and I turned to look at Amy, and I said, Babe, I can turn it down, but I can't turn it off. It just is what it is. And she laughed and went back to sleep, which is kind of hurtful. But, um, but my gift is not being gifted. And so I, the way I've always seen it is the mountain makes all men and women average if you're aiming high enough. And if you don't start these hard things with angles and allies and advantages, you're not going to make it. And if you can make it, you shouldn't have gone there in the first place. Like, so angles are ref- constantly refining our craft. Allies are running with people who mean what they say as much as we mean. And advantages are understanding what you're good at, using those, and then finding out who's good at what you're not that you need, and, and getting out of their way so they can do it. Yeah. And so it's pretty simple, but only hard things are going to impose that on you, right? You know, and I, I don't, I don't know many people that have done hard things that. More in the hard things as you get older, but I know a lot of people that wish they would have done harder things when they were younger. It's
2: all hard. That's that word itself is like, oh, if it's hard to take takes yeah. No, no, it's just a thing. Yeah, it's like when you go into it, that's how you know you're in it. Yeah, it's just part of it.
3: So you're a Naval Academy grad, Bare- barely. Yeah. Naval. Yeah, Navy real proud. I got
2: your scores
1: right here, Wait, man. Just-
3: Navy football.
1: <laughs> I thought I had a 4.0 until they told me I had to divide by semesters. I was like, oh, <laughs>
3: am I eligible? Can mm-hmm. I- <laughs> Navy football, then a seal. Mm-hmm. NFL, what? tell us about what you do now.
1: Man, so what I love doing now is building and leading companies, allow veterans and athletes to transition more effectively. From the ball field to the battlefield, look at the boardroom as a place that you use to build a breakfast table that you're proud of. And so for me, you know, building a small portfolio of companies, allow guys to come off the ball field and the battlefield more effectively using what they already know how to do, to be around people who know more about the map they're on now than they do. So for me, I mean, the business plan is real simple. It's Psalm 127, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, Galatians 6, 9, Proverbs 22, 29, Proverbs 27, 2. And so Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds a house, laborers work in vain. So I got into it very quickly at the beginning. First Peter 5, 6, and 7, do not put on errors. God will promote his due time. He's very careful for you. So who are you going to let write your book? You are the creator of all the things, right? Galatians 6, 9, do not go where you're doing is right. In a time, reap harvest and a benefit. you got to do work. You know it's the chopping wood verse proverbs 22 29 you see a man excellent as his work cannot speak for small men speak for kings what are you good at and 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 what leader needs that so you can earn the right to learn from that leader and then proverbs 27 2 is let no one boast for himself a stranger's lips and not his own so my idea is like ask God into it don't sweat it do work be excellent shut up and it. repeat mm-hmm. and so a, a small you know <clears throat> what i love doing is like hey when you come off the ball from the battlefield at the places we've been fortunate enough to be at you are a subject matter expert at really four things, helping leaders protect, perform, compete, and recover. So, you know, global security, leadership, team development, human performance are those three companies that we kind of build. And, and, and ultimately what I am trying, what I love doing is building companies and then guys plug into it as they leave the ball field in the battlefield. And if I've done my job in 22 months or less, they've met someone they didn't know and discovered something they didn't know how to do. And they look at the boardroom the way they they should look at the boardroom. Like veterans and athletes should look at the boardroom the way that we look at a gear locker. Hey, this is just a place that I kid up yeah. to be at the breakfast table is where i are supposed to be. That's it. So for me, I look at I look at I look at industries as terrains, and I look at companies as weapons that perform on
2: that terrain. Humans too.
1: That's it.
2: The and human assets are weapons. But that
1: breakfast table is is the map that matters most.
2: Yeah.
1: And and if you have tremendous success at the boardroom at the expense of the breakfast table, I don't want to learn from you. I can find someone that has success at the boardroom and the breakfast table at the same time. And if you have success at the boardroom, but you ravaged yourself mentally and physically doing that, and you can't physically or mentally enjoy what? So for me, it's like, hey, all these maps, for, for me, the way the maps work in my mind is that breakfast table is the, is the Google map that you open up, and the ball field, the battlefield, the boardroom, are layers that you toggle on top of it as you build this thing called your life. And you want to look back on your life with a bunch of X's that have been high and hard to get to, and you want to look at the next one and go. Well, that's hard. Who will go with me there too? And when you do it that way, you don't. You got a lot of scars, but not many regrets.
2: So, well, you got your mind, body, and spirit lining that up. I mean, it's you, You're look. Your mind and your spirit will be like, hey, you can do it. That's right. You can freaking do it. And then you go out and go out and you road test it, and yeah. something goes wrong. You're like what happened?" Well, well, your body has to practice as well. And then your spirit has to be behind your mind, your, with your body. It's like, oh, you know how to do this? I'm like, yeah, I know how to do this. It and is. then the confidence comes when those marry up. When they sink. When, when they, they sink. sink. And as soon as they do, then you can drive that sucker in any direction you want. Because I was thinking about this. I was like, hey, man, when did you realize you were a teen guy? I mean, like, when that confidence sits in, when you walk in... And what I mean by that is, like, yeah. you, you would have guys that, like, you just know how to be a team guy. Like, there's a point, and I don't remember what it is. When but you start
1: getting asked questions by the guys you respect, respect right. that's when you know, you're like, oh, man. I've,
2: like, there's a point in time I've when heard. it sets in, like, hey, I'm, I'm a freaking SEAL. Yeah. But like the Trident, sure, I remember all that, but that's not what I'm talking that's about. That's ceremony. That's ceremonial. That's ceremonial. That's ceremonial yeah. I'm talking about, like, when I was walking around, it's, it's the same time you, when you walk into public now, you're not afraid of a man. Yeah. I don't remember when that was, but I know it's a thing. Yeah, somebody pointed it out to me that day. I was like, "Yeah, I never thought about it." But yeah, I remember being afraid of, of men, and then there was a point they're where I w- wasn't. Yeah, hey, th- those those happen randomly through our time in training. They're gifts. Yeah, they're gifts they're, that you can't freaking talk about. They're hard Ever talk about? Yeah, and if you pointed them out, like if that was actually in the brochure. Like, hey, just by doing this, it's going to sound weird, but you get this.
1: Well, I love what you just said. Like I tell my daughters all the time, like the human the human machine has four systems. You're the body the brain the mind and the soul and for an analogy's sake the body's a car the brain is a steering wheel the mind is a driver and the soul is this inherent sense of where you want to be and the body and the brain are just machines that's but, it but they abide by some rules they got and rules. you and you better know what their rules yeah, are rules. like they, they do have rules you know like hey there I don't like the word limitless because it's not true there are limits they're not what you thought they were
3: well, one but, of my favorite things because I want to get into some of the things that you have accomplished, yeah. some of the businesses that you have helped start is Carry the Load. Yeah, that is one of the coolest things. It's special, I think you've had a part in. Yeah, I mean, then that I think America does. Can you? It's speak yeah, I mean, Carry the bit?
1: Load for me. Um, so I'll. I said this earlier before we turned the mics on, I think, where I said, hey, there's, I, think, I feel like there's a difference between being here and being home. Here's geography. Home is knowing why you're here. Coming home is hard. That's why I love, and I'll embarrass you because we're doing this right now, but I'll I'll say it to everybody. I tell people all the time, it's like, we brought Marcus here, you brought him home with this audacious, courageous love that I think sometimes only women have the capacity for, like your mom. I mean, it's just women are uniquely courageous on certain things. And, and so for me, I remember very vividly being up at the office and just knowing that I was here, but I wasn't home and I had a wife and I had girls and I had employees and teammates and friends that needed a guy who was home, not just here. And up in our office, we have this shoot house, this shoot house. And I remember going like, man, if here's where I'm and home is on the other side of that door, how do I get through that door? Like C4. C4 is amazing. You can cook with it. Blow stuff up with it. It's great. But for me, C4 became an acrostic. And what it stood for is career, compete, contribute, have a catalyst. What I realized is until my early 30s, my career was being on the ball field. being on, My career was competing, contributing, and getting better. And, and so for me, I sliced those things up. I'm like, okay. And I have about two years of a daily checklist is this career, compete, contribute, catalyst. And I go to work because I can't have a good day unless I go. Competed. I compete in something or train to compete in something. That I help someone that can't help me. That I get better. And it's just one zero one zero one zero. And carry load came about because I was like, all right, how do I serve now? How do I how, how do I how do I take care? How do I make sure? It was it was. So I started doing my own Memorial Day probably two thousand seven, two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I would just put on a pack and go. And I, I tell the story all the time. I was at a party with some great friends. They'd never served. They're citizens. Citizens citizens for me is complimentary. Civilians is neutral, right? But citizens, they're great Americans, doing everything they could within their sphere of influence, right? And I just was not doing well. And Amy, you know, sweet little Amy comes up to me and I have this beard and all this other stuff. And Amy's like, you're scaring everybody. I'm like, I'm not. And she showed me a picture. And I was like, "I my arms crossed and tattooed. I was like, maybe a little bit. And she pulled me around the corner and she put her hands on my shoulders. She goes, listen, I love you and I miss them too. She was talking about all the guys we lost. And she goes, um, but I've never seen you not do something about the things you disagree with. So do something or get over it. And so I went home and I put on a pack and I started going out. And, and for about four years, I would just put on a pack and I would go until I couldn't go anymore. You and I'd walk. call Amy and she'd come pick me up. And... I had some great American friends that were like, hey, how do, one, I want to tell you my uncle that I lost in Vietnam, my grandpa that I lost in World War II and Korea, and all these other people are like, man, how do we use what you're doing to tell you the story about the people we love and miss? I'm like, well, let's just walk together. And I'm going to ask you who you're caring, and you'll tell me. And you ask me who well, I'm carrying, and I'll tell you. And the only wrong answer is nothing and no one. And what that's turned into is this really amazing thing that, I mean, we started in 2000 ten 2011 and now it's i mean it's huge it's huge every year and every may we step off from the of West Point Seattle and Chicago and Miami and in this amazing school called Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College launches these kids out and they run this relay and a guy named Bill Driscoll who's a madman an absolute mad scientist ran the the Coca-Cola relays for the Olympics poured his art and soul into this and and the neatest thing you know I, I remember one time Megan Valentine yeah. you know Tommy's daughter and I was carrying her and I was carrying Maddie because they'd come down to the Dallas event and Megan and Maddie ran off somewhere. And, and, uh, my daughter said, dad, are you sad? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sad, uh, but I'm sad because I'm, I could be sad because I miss my friends or I could be sad because I never do such men. I choose your sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather be sad because I miss
2: friends than I've never known someone. like oh, I heard it said the other day, man, isn't it? Especially with us. The, the, the expression, like we're doing time in here. Yeah. Got, got life. Yeah. We all got the death penalty. Yeah. Right. So, what a team guy. What do me and you deserve to get put down in here, right? Yeah. Because we're different. So, when guys check out, it's like when you when you guys get out of prison, you think the guys in prison are upset about it? Probably a little bit in our own yeah. way. Yeah. Right. Right. But the guys who die in combat and they get to go back out, it's like, oh, good, good Yeah. Man, guys, of course you did. right? Yeah. Like with Tommy and all. I mean, just here's the thing that happened to us is how much death we've seen at an early age. Mm-hmm. Like, most people, when they get in their yeah. late late time, all Man. their friends die, that's why grandparents act the way they do. Yeah. And then there's there's those short bursts of time when they're with you. They're always, you know, it's a happy time, everything mm-hmm. like that. It's like, that just kept accumulating on us, like, the amount of death. So now when we see each other, especially our G-Watts.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, well, the Vietnam guys had a bad, too. And then the storms and the shields we were so violent that right. their war lasted thirty nine minutes. Right, because the right. Vietnam dudes are so pissed off. Right, and then we got what we happened to us. Yeah, and then now that we're all out, it's it's each guy's trying to find their pace, kind of. Yeah, you know? and I
1: think we got to find ways to 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 we got to find an enemy, and we got to use our time. So yeah, exactly right. So, so what's, what's my enemy? Hey, my enemy are the reasons. People are afraid, man. Any of the reasons that guys think they can't have a life beyond the military, life beyond it can the can be an education. Valid, it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, college. You, that's my you, enemy. I can't, I, I'm scared of it. I need to beat it.
1: The man. surfer only cares about the wave. It doesn't have to be the way. You're always in search of the wave. But it, any wave will do.
2: See, I feel like there's a good teen guy life, too, though. The yeah. The surfing, board shorts, and oh shirt. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, work hard, play hard. And, yeah. and the, the one thing that I, I'm really proud of the guys we know is when you lose so many people so quickly, it can make you casual. And too aggressive with this fear of missing out, you only live once kind of thing. And I think what's happened now is we've started to steward the fact that we're still here.
2: Are you backing it up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, we are still. I don't here. know when we're that
2: started to happen, but it did. Whether whether
1: we should be or not, we can't ask that question anymore. We are. What are we going to do with our time? We're going to use our time to make it to, to, to make sure people. Because for me, the calculus with Carrie load was this: my friend thought you were worth dying for, and they didn't even know you. And we don't miss them on the one day you're supposed to Memorial Day. It makes them die for you. Not make sense to me. And I need it to make sense to me. And the magic of carry load is this: pro- to this day, probably seven out of every ten participants of carry load is great American citizens and their yeah.
3: families. I have friends that don't have anybody in the military that they like. There's no family members or friends but or anything, but they love the mission. And they show up. And at what the they have to know. Every year. What
1: they have to know is that I tell I tell angry dudes all the time. I's like, listen, you can be mad about a lot of things, but you can't be mad because you think no one cares you lost your friend. Because that sixty year old hedge fund manager who never met your friend has been humping with a forty five pound. He's pissed on. off about it. Yeah, and, yeah. He, 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 and, he, and he's here because he wants you to know that your friend mattered to him, even though they didn't know yeah. him. And I've done this, and he walks up and he's like, show me your hands. I'll give guys a hey, walk with this name. Mm-hmm. There's executives that have never served. They're like, I want to do something like walk with this name. And three in the morning, I'll go go look at his hand and he'll open up his hand. And 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 he's like, that's my friend. You're carrying my friend. And all of a sudden, he can't pretend that no one cares that he lost his friend anymore. And so that log is off the fire. We're going to find something to be angry about. That's our nature. Anger can be our fuel. Mm. But let's just be angry about the right stuff and not the wrong stuff. And America is not apathetic. I mean, America cares, and that is the thing that happens every year with carry the load. Is you can't, you can't, you can't be a veteran that comes to carry the load and think that nobody cares. Or lost your friend. You can't so, do it.
3: are there events like everywhere, or is it mainly in it's, Dallas? No,
1: it's huge. That's I mean, what I that, that, yeah. yeah, the whole month of May. God, I forgot how many. I mean, Stephen Holly, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what a naval academy grad is supposed to look like. <laughs> like all these central casting, just uh, yeah, that's him right yeah, there. Yeah, that's it. That's that's, that, that's, that's that dude the right yeah. You know, like if we did a calendar, he'd be January. Yeah. I'd be February, March, and April. All, all of them, right? And, uh, that, yeah, those it's, those a, it's like a, it's like an accordion, the yeah, accordion yeah. one. And uh, uh, but Stephen does an amazing job with it now. Debbie, uh, but I mean, there's probably 35, 40 events over the course of May, and those and those relays are coming across the entire United States the whole time. If you're gonna
2: link it up. Yeah, one day.
1: It's amazing. It's it's the coolest thing, and 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 you just run into dudes, you know, like and, and you'll be in the middle of nowhere, and like groups like Team RWB will come out of the woods. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna walk with you the next five miles," and and you'll just walk along some side of the road, and some farmer will come up, like, "What are you doing? And your car break down?" I'm like, "No, sir, I'm walking to Dallas for this thing called carry load." And, he'll park his truck and walk next to you and tell you about vietnam and korea and you oh my you're just, gosh and yeah. it's the first time he's and you just you're just blown away by it and um you know for me carry the load restored my faith in uh, america yeah because it wasn't what we see on the news and here on the radio it was the mom getting her there's a there's a there's a place in i think it's laverne tennessee and if you rob banks Go there when Carry the Load comes through, (laughs) because the whole town comes. Everybody's there. Kids get out of school. Oh, wow. And it's the neatest thing ever, right? Yes, it's incredible. That's the best thing about small towns,
3: they'll do stuff like that. It's incredible, right? I think Carry the Load and Wreaths Across America are two events that really bring, like, just Americans and Um, military. Send out frickin'. Like together, because like, it's service. It's service. It's not talking. and it's showing that you care. Yeah, and it, it's you it's action. Don't, you don't have to be um, a family member or a veteran. No. You just no. have to care. Yeah, and that's I love service projects like that that are nationwide. I remember
1: we were coming up with carry load, and we were like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go for twenty hours and eleven minutes because that was the year it was." And Stephen's like, we're going to run. For I was like, we're not running. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, listen.
2: Run? Why would I said, I say say I said, I said,
1: I said people can't run and talk. Th- you can run and talk. I can't run and talk. So we'll be walking Have
2: you ever tried it? It's like cadence. The You guys have awful. seen cadence, a gift, man. You got to.
1: Yeah, you got to be built for that. I think you're genetically predisposed yeah, to call you're cadence. you're wired for that, man. Yeah, because it's not like.
3: One of the neat things that Marcus and I have gotten to see, like traveling with his speaking, and I know you have too, just when you travel to all these yeah. different towns, is seeing how different towns like yeah. Laverne, uh Tennessee, or whatever that was, like when we went to um, Pepperdine during oh, the uh, in September for nine eleven. 11 wow! They Pepperdine puts these huge American flags staked like, in the, the, university? like yes, yeah. yes, really? the university. Yes, really, university. That's like awesome. the yard all over the in. campus in the or like on this hill that's overlooking the ocean. And there's a flag for everyone who died wow. in 9-11. Mm. Um, and it's a beautiful site. It's magical and gives you the tingling. That old place
2: is amazing. It's um,
3: gorgeous. Yeah.
2: Every little town's got something.
3: They all have I, I, something. I,
2: here, I think every town has something. That's what I'm saying. Every little town, the little, the, town, li, the has little something.
1: town, you can see it faster. Yeah. yeah. The big towns, you got to find it.
3: Right. The,
2: you it know. shows up on certain days. That's right. Like it'll be a ghost town, but like, hey, you used to see this. But stuff, ev- this place. everybody
1: wants to be the best version of themselves possible, and the best version of themselves is someone who cares more about others than themselves.
3: Mm-hmm. One of the I want to just mention one other. um Place is in Hawaii on Pearl Harbor. Oh, wow. Our um, mutual friend Walter, yeah. his, his wife, sent me these pictures this year, and they had combat boots with really? pictures and names of everyone that died post 9 11. Oh, wow. In, um, in the Afghanistan Iraq wars, boots just spread all over the um, airway of Pearl Harbor. That's incredible. It was really. Really cool. And a, this year, a full rainbow was hanging over the boots. It Man. was a really cool sight.
1: Man. And the other thing for me is like, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, by and far, the ones that get most excited, Not, not well, I shouldn't say that, a demographic that gets really excited about Carrie Lowe that comes out are these young people. Young young people. That, I mean, I, you know, one thing Steve and I talked about is, uh, I want I want my kids to not remember when
2: Memorial Day wasn't. It's done That's funny. To be well. part of something. Yeah. yeah,
1: they don't remember Memorial Day not being done well. Yeah, they Memorial don't. Day. They don't remember the mattress sales and the car sales. All they know is this Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've got this generation of kids that know what it took to protect this life that they have. And it's influencing their decisions now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, young stud over here, mm-hmm. and this, I watch these young men and women choose the harder thing, which ultimately I think will go back and benefit these communities that require hard men and women to do the hardest stuff possible. Yeah. Like that's a cool thing about Annapolis, man, is every year I see 10 times as many applicants as will get accepted to the service academies. And I'm like, okay we still have great kids that want to do the harder thing.
3: Yeah.
1: Right? And, and, and you know, because we need them. I mean, this, this whole American proposition is not a free thing. And There's there are people that want to take it out.
3: very special feeling when you walk onto the campus mm-hmm. of one of the service academies. I've only been to the Naval Academy. I agree. I've been to, to all, 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 of all of them. Just don't worry about
2: the other ones. <laughs> there is no other service academy <laughs> besides the Naval Academy to put that out right now.
3: Um, but...
2: Go Navy Beat Army. Right. It
3: is very special. Matter of oh, fact, yeah. we're
2: exactly three thousand <laughs> from the Go Navy Beat Army bleachers.
3: It's very very special. Um, do you want to mention any of the other businesses you've had a part in?
2: I, I mean, I mean TRG is
1: the the TRG com. It's just a global security company. Holdfast is. I get a partner with TNQ on that and do a lot of the keynote speaking and stuff, which is amazing. And then and then Windage is W I N D I J is like this. Um, the reason for the name is you win more when you have an indigenous guide, right? Like we never do anything without a local taking us into something. And so I look at this exiting demographic of special operations warrior, and all these guys are, and ladies are extraordinary tactical athletes. So how do you take that tactical athleticism into the human performance world in college sports and professional sports and NFL and CAA, these athletic programs, they have amazing opportunities for veterans and veteran family members to plug in and learn from the amazing strength coaches. And so it's like, for me, I always go, hey, if we're going to start a company, it has to fall into this protect, perform from the neck up, compete and recover, which is performance from the neck down. And those are the businesses we innovate into because that's where you're going to be. You know, if you want to meet a CEO, meet a CEO by doing something that he or she needs. Mm -hmm. And then that CEO who knows this boardroom map better than you is going to go like, hey, why don't you come over here? Mm-hmm. And, and that's just like getting an IA, individual augmentee opportunity. Hey, work out hard at the gym, and that unit's going to like, hey, man, why don't you come over here with us? So for me, business oh, yeah. is, is business. Bring to the board what you already know how to do and get around the people who know more about you on this map than you do, and then listen to them when they tell you, hey, you ought to do this. Yeah, I've got a buddy of mine. He owns the 16th biggest mortgage company in the United States. We are at breakfast one time, and I'm like, what does it take to be number one? It's the natural question all of us are going to ask. And he's eating his omelet. He goes, I don't know. I was like, I well, don't you know. So I go, what about number two? Because I don't know. not so I'm getting disappointed now. I'm like, what about number five? <laughs> he's just eating his omelet. He goes, I don't know. I Go, what about ten? Does it take to go from sixteen to ten? And he puts his omelet down. He looks at me. He goes, here's what I know. If I try to go from sixteen to fifteen, I can't spend three months with my daughter on this island I just bought in Vermont every summer. And he started eating his omelet again. And I'm like.
3: I that's like the it. The dangerous
1: man. The yeah. dangerous man is the man who knows how yeah. much enough is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's War one one, Don't outrun your supply chain. That's We know that, but we yeah. forget it when we come to the boardroom. Why? Why? Like, we would never, if you look at coming from the battlefield to the boardroom as an invasion, we would never
2: invade anything the way that we invade the private sector from. Oh, I tell team guys that with anything. I was like, wait a minute. After I tested you with yeah. not only Buzz and being in yeah. the SEAL teams and two wars, and you get out and, you, and you're telling me what's kicking your ass? Yeah. Navy SEAL, what? Yeah, somebody was like terrain fam industry, yeah. weapons fam company. You know, uh, team guys got to have that second guy with them. We're trained in twos. There's, there's always two of us, there's, not just one of us. There's man. two things I do not Worst like. First thing that happens when they separate us when we freaking get out. 100%.
1: There's two things I don't like about the private sector. One, you stay in command for far too long. If you're doing command well, it taxes you at every level, right? And and it's more sustainable. So you set in the up your command sector. like that then. That's right. So one. Don't stay in command for longer than you should. And then, two, there's no senior enlisted advisor. So you got to find it. you got to find that person that's ruthlessly married to the truth and is going to hurt your feelings to tell you the truth. And I, I, to this day, I, I, I miss my chiefs and my LPOs. And, and I've replicated that role within my companies because I know I need it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the strength. And that's the coach.
2: worst part about making rank. And that's the best part about my job is mm-hmm. I never made it past the LPO. Those are skill sets. It's the best job.
1: Best job. And you're ever. still doing the job. <laughs> That's for me, it's like the analogy, especially as an O, I tell people it's like being an officer in the special operations community, the SEAL teams, is like being a college football player. You got five years to go, four years to compete. Kind of look at it. Being an enlisted guy is like being a pro as long as you do the job oh. you're doing the job man and so just know that what's no.
3: after the 5 years for an officer you go, you go to the, you staff, go to the staff, staff you go to staff exactly you go to awesome.
1: you know you go to do a staff position you just you, you, you don't get to go you have to send okay. not not always but often and i remember they're like hey give, give us your gun and here's a laptop i'm like man i don't type
2: real well. It's, it's, so it's, so it's like with sports with the officers and the seal yeah. teams is like they get to play on the field for a while and then they got to go into the in the back, then we go and sell front. We sell tickets. Then they got to go sell. do something else inside the game itself. Yeah. they're not they're still and we yeah need, are they and we, contributing we, to the field absolutely yeah, and we
1: need but amazing guys to do it like listen we, we need that's we got, the problem we like, need guys like the real don't like
2: doing that. that's why Walt and all them guys are so, such thank badasses. God, thank, stick, god, thank god. god we
1: got guys like Real Clint he sticks around and, and does <laughs> real and, 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 and Walt Jellyfish real, real Clint yeah Real Clint yeah, real yeah, real Clint, Clint, yeah. yeah those guys yeah Real Clint we got Smart Clint that's Emerson and then you got Big Clint which is you know heavy Clint and I'll tell you have you met Roman Clint Roman Shea I love Roman Shea he's one of my favorite so I'll tell you a funny story about Roman so Roman Shay and I are in this thing together, and I'm sitting next to him. And I'm like, "Hey, uh, you be um, you be little Clint, and I'll be big Clint." And he doesn't talk, right? So he looks at me and he's kind of stares at me. And he goes, "I don't want to be little Clint." I was like, "All right, you don't have to be a jerk about it, man." I was just having some ideas, huh? and he goes, "He goes, I'll be uh, I'll be compact Clint, and you be heavy Clint."
3: And oh I'm my like, gosh, This is it's
1: a little hurtful, but. But okay, right. That <laughs> and, uh, is so funny. But but thank God we have guys like that and beef and these guys that stay in the community and, and serve beyond when it's just fun and yeah. And,
2: so uh, I'm there's gonna be a reunion. Yeah, I'm calling it the Great Reunion. Marcus I'll even tell you when it's wants gonna happen. To do it's gonna this. happen in 2028. I'm not gonna tell you where it's gonna happen because I'm gonna keep that part classified for Very just well. seals. Understood. But I'm putting this in the open now. This is me in the clear, of the LPO talking to all the guys under the Trident. That's gonna be pretty. If active. you had a freaking Trident. Smashed into your chest by the United States of America under God. Yeah, under oh God. Says that. Yeah. Your ass is going to show up for this. Now, we got the East and West Coast. That's fine. We got the mustard. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's going to be one time when we're all together.
3: In the middle. In the, in the middle. In the middle.
2: That's going to be fairly epic. It's going to be you- epic. And you got until 2028 to get ready for it. Don't worry. I'm going to get to you. I will get to you to let you know I don't where think
1: we can go to Sturgis because Drago.
2: Like, <laughs> I got another place
1: say, out. I got, all i got to say, I got all our guys. I tried to tell people, it's like, actually listen.
3: close to your hometown.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so I, I'm just, I tell people, like, listen, when you can get Persona non grata from Sturgis in 18 <laughs> hours, that tells you what kind of a warfighter you, you are, a
2: Drago. Yeah. This is what people don't understand is like, there's something went down. I got one of my guys have done it. Oh, yeah. Period. And I, I smile with that. Yeah. Like, I'll hear something. That's a good one. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> All right. Well, for our regular listeners and not our team guys, what? how can they help you or find you? or?
1: So my daughter's, so I've got an Instagram. Uh-huh. It's called Real Clint Bruce, uh-huh. I think. I'm 90% sure. Yes. You may check that, young stud. Uh, and then that's probably the best way. Or LinkedIn. Yeah. I understand LinkedIn. LinkedIn's like a social media that I kind of get. But that's probably the look at Clint Bruce on LinkedIn or Real Clint Bruce on Instagram and reach out and if we can help you, uh, love to love to help you.
3: And if you want to hire Clint as a speaker, you can reach out Go to, to Team, Never Quit, Team Never Quit Speakers. Yes, Um we would love booking awesome.
1: you. Yeah, it's fun. I have so much fun. I have so much fun being a part of the brand and supporting what you guys do. And and you know, you weren't in here, but I, I, I talk about y'all a lot when I talk. And I, I talk about like you want to be around people like this the rest of your life and your answer is yes you know who are you chasing who are you keeping pace with and who are you pulling behind you and when you have that chase pace pool kind of battle rhythm it tends to work out and you have moments like this you know just driving down here this morning amy called me she checked in on me she goes how happy are you right now and she knew i was happy one because i was driving in the morning two i was probably she timed it up she knew i was coming through the sam houston so i just love driving through that and three i'm coming to see my friends mm-hmm. you know so it's like who gets to do that right and, and, and we do. Oh,
2: I heard it said the other day. Like, hey, man, you don't have to do that. It's all you have to do. It's like what you get to do. Oh, I like that. I like that. It's yeah. all yours, bro. I stole I like it too. That. When he said it to me, I was like, oh, freaking. And I, I've said it a lot lately. Yeah,
3: He also stole Blessed and
1: Unstoppable. Oh, I used I use Blessed hey, and Unstoppable No, I tell people I got it from you. <laughs> hey, man,
2: I, I stole it from somebody else. Cause cause stole I texted that I texted her. I was like,
1: hey, what did he say real quick? She's like, Blessed and Unstoppable. I'm like, oh, I'm using
2: that. It's a, When you hit somebody with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, at first I was kind of hesitating. I'd bumble over it. But then I was like, I mean, I, I am. But I'm so blessed there and I is
3: a book, Blessed and Unstoppable, by Billy Allsbrook that has That's right. He's awesome going to tell me that. YouTube. Dr. Billy Allsbrook. Yes, and hey, that dude will fire you up. Mart, when Marcus wants to get fired up in the morning, he watches the Billy All For two weeks, at
2: exos, when I'm doing. there's a, YouTube. like the Denzel uh, all right, I'm the speeches. Gonna, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it right yeah, now. You know, it's, Admiral, it's make your bed. You know, I start with all those. He's, he's in that. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it on the way back up.
3: He, he puts together a collaboration of like all the guys. Really? It's I've really had a couple. Cool.
2: Um, I was on a plane the other day, and the, and the lady, she asked me how I was, and I sent that to her, and I was like, well, how are you, ma'am? She goes, well, I'm blessed and highly favored. I thought that was pretty smooth too.
1: It, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the punch that. No, I'll hit you hard. Yeah, man, when I say it highly favorite is. Highly favored is good. i a girl I'm thing. Not, yeah, yeah. I'm not judging highly favored.
2: No, no, no. No, I'll hit you
1: I'm in just head. saying unstoppable feels better when I say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: yeah. Y'all it stops look like everybody when I say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Hey, that's pretty.
1: When I say I'm highly favored, people go, mm. eh. Yeah. <laughs> then they see me and the girls, they're like, oh, yeah.
2: yeah but if yeah, you yeah.
1: see me at like Costco by myself or a discount tire shop. Pray for me. They're like, yeah, right. you, highly favored <sighs> is not the first phrase that
2: came to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Son, we need to get <laughs> yeah, you exactly. to church and we the, need to help we you We need to yeah. change yeah. what highly favored means. Just the way like. you look on the eye. Yeah. That's another thing I've been trying to tell the guys. It's like, hey, look, when you move back into your neighborhoods, you look terrifying. <laughs> you, you look scary as shit. And we tried to get like that. I and mean, we Then we were hammered into that. I get that. But you gotta go out and talk to your neighbors and they'll know it's okay to be living around. So here. this is a
1: funny story. So I drag this tire around my neighborhood. It's like this big old tire. <laughs> That's the shit I'm talking and about. And I just and so my, my daughters were they were talking to some boys the other day and they're like, Where do you live? And and my daughter too is like, We live over here and you know, and then all of a sudden it comes out and these boys look at the and they go, Is your dad the tire guy?
3: Oh my And they gosh. go, What? They go,
1: There's this huge dude and he just drags his tire around the neighborhood and he doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he just head down and but, but I'm wearing it headphones Headphone, so yeah. I can't tell that someone said and Amy's told me he's like listen when you go by this house this house this house you take your headphones out and if they say hi to you you say hi back and I'm like I do what I want Look, like, which houses which houses yeah. like? <laughs> I do what I want, but what I want is what you want for me. Yeah. So, can you tell me, remind me which houses they are? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not saying no. Them. I'm just saying, like, I, I just I want to know which house it was, right? So, That's so funny. Yeah. It, 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 we so are, when you
2: first get out, you can come at them kind of hard. Like I can remember the first time my kid had a uh, birthday party. All his buddies from school played paintball with him. Yeah. I kicked their ass. Oh, I made them suckers bleed, dude. They literally
3: bled. Yeah, they
2: wanted to play me by myself. I was like, come oh, on. They're still neutral. They're, they're not. And then, bled. I, and then from there, I've yeah. said, of course, you know, I get along with their parents. They yeah. all go to school together. So yeah. I want the kids to know don't ever talk back to your parents. you are going right. to deal with Marcus. That's
3: oh, my gosh. Hey, Sam,
2: Thank I, you. I, Somebody I, had to play that I, role. I will discipline your kid. Like, man, I, 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 I'll let them know that you don't even have to worry about percent. it. Just as long as I'm alive and send here them
1: with you, me. man. Sam to me. I will yell at other people's kids in a heart, Man, and I'll yell mine. Just like Bernie Mac. My kids got it so
2: good. Good, I yell at him just because. Yeah, I have
1: to make stuff up now. My kids are so good, you know. Communal parents. I used to when I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. I get spanked six or seven times before I even got home. Yeah. <laughs> I pull home my mom and While be like, I "Your teacher I was like, I know, Mr. Anderson." I'm like, "I already got it," and all these other things. But yeah, the the uh, it's, it's just it's 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 funny to. It's the best being a parent. That, that's the, that's that's dude. Best. I used to I used to people ask me how I have great. I said, man, you know, I, one of the hardest questions I'm ever get asked is, "Who's your mentor?" I'm like, it's impossible. I have so many of them. Why would I ever deny myself a mentor? I'd walk up to dudes at church. I'm like, hey, your daughter doesn't hate you. How do you do that? And my wife would be like, here's what he means. He's just, sorry. I was like, what's wrong with the like question? She, she, right? she goes, it's not your question. It's just your mannerisms. You just chased a guy across the parking lot and asked him why his teenage daughter still holds his hand. I'm like, yeah, I want to know. She's like, I'm not, it's not, it's your approach. Oh my god. <laughs> You'd say, excuse me. Hey, come here! Don't furrow your brow, <laughs> and don't go. Hey, your daughters don't hate you. How do you do that? Oh like, my god! And I was like, "What?" And she'd be like, "Can you?" Answer? She'd she'd be the. She's like, "What he means is he really respects a relationship you have with your teenage daughters." I'm like, "That's what I said." But he does. It's not what you said. It's not. what That's you said he's at in all. a tree right now with his kids right now because it's not what you said. Oh my gosh! So yeah, we got to work on our. Scared so a bad bit. That they hate each other. Yeah, <laughs> we got to work on our. Approach <laughs> a little bit.